This is Carolyn Holly. Welcome to Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall. For the next half hour, you're going to be encouraged and challenged by Skip and his guests as they discuss the game plan for life. In sports, as in life, it's important to have a game plan. And as Skip says, no game plan, no victory. Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall is brought to you by the following sponsors. Dutch Bros of Boise, an experience guaranteed to satisfy. Therapeutic Associates Physical Therapy, your partner in health. Bacon, you gotta love it. And Summer's Funeral Home, every life leaves a legacy. The Eagle and the North End 76 stations and on-the-fly service station on Collister and State. McDowell's Specialty Repair. Susie Boyle Mortgage Team and Castle and Cook Mortgage LLC. Stop by their location at 512 North 13th Street in Boise. Online at sboyle.castlecookmortgage.com. And now here's your host for Game Plan for Life, Skip Hall. Welcome to Game Plan for Life. This is your host, Skip Hall. Well, today we continue with Joan Endicott on replacing regret with a reset mindset. And uh, Joan, welcome back. Thank you. So good to be here. Always my pleasure. So you've been soaking up those rays down there. I'm sure that feels pretty good (laughs) down in Arizona. Southern Arizona in January is a nice place to be. That's perfect timing. Absolutely. Yes, it is. Perfect timing. <laughs> well, uh, again, just to recap, Joan is, is an award-winning keynote speaker, author of I Get To, founder of Giant Slayer Coaching, and wow, women owning their worth. So we're glad to have her back with us today. We're going to continue on on what we were starting with last week, and you can always go back on the podcast and catch up if you missed last week's session. Why well, you can go to 941thevoice.com slash game plan for life, scroll down and, and, and you can listen in on, on any of the previous shows. So again, that is 941thevoice.com slash game plan for life. Well, Joan, we're going to continue on with replacing regret with a reset mindset. And so today yes. we want to do a deeper dive into what do we do? What do we do when we can't undo what was done? Mm-hmm, absolutely. And and so I do encourage um, all of you listeners to go back and listen to um, all of the program that we did last week because it really set you up with great examples for why we're going to these next steps of um, how to change things if you can't change, if you can't undo what's been done. Um, And, you know, I share my experience where I took a pill that was definitely toxic to my body, and I'm immediately thinking, why did I do that? Mm. Because that was obviously not beneficial. Um, I talk about, um, we talk about Alfred Nobel, who was, you know, known for now the Nobel Peace Prize, but initially, first part of his life, he was known for other things that actually ended up being used in war, like dynamite and that kind of thing. And then I shared uh, Ken Blanchard, who is just a a dear mentor and, you know, amazing example and role model, not just to me, but millions around the world. And he said that this is his purpose statement that he came up with, and shared with me, my purpose statement, he says, 
is to be a loving teacher and example of simple truths that helps myself and others to awaken to the presence of God in our lives so we realize we're here to serve and not to be served. And uh, that is so powerful. So the point of having a purpose statement is to remind ourselves ongoing of what we're here for. What's the purpose we're here for? Are we living for on purpose for a purpose? So, you know, how did Alfred Nobel change his legacy? First of all, it was a huge priority for him because he did not want to be known as the merchant of death, which was what the newspaper published about him, thinking he had died and not his brother. So, first of all, we, in the midst of, you know, also that medical emergency that I was in that I shared about, I needed to do certain things to move through the place of regret, because all of us can live in the land of regret, and guess how much good it does. None. Mm. It does. Not only does it do zero good and it has zero benefit for us, it actually causes us to live opposite of how we want to live. So it's not just no benefit, it's a negative outcome. It's a negative, you know, mindset and actions come as a result of regret. Mm, So the question, like you said, what do I do when I can't undo what was done? First thing is to replace regret with a reset mindset. So then you get to remind yourself that regret offers zero benefit and that you have the power to reset your mindset to positive forward thinking, which, re- which results in positive action. And, and don't you believe, Skip, I mean, you as a coach, you saw if somebody, you know, missed the pass or you know, they didn't get, you know, to the end zone or whatever. If they camped on that, how effective were they in the next play? Yeah, yeah. Well, also an example in coaching, you know, if you call the wrong play and it gets uh, messed up, why uh, you you had about 30,000 people <laughs> reminding <laughs> of you that you, you messed up. Why'd you call that play for crying out loud? You know? Oh, yeah. So, but you've got, you, you, like you say, you've got to reset your mindset because you've got the next play coming up. You can't dwell on that. That is so good. And, and it's such a great, broader perspective when it affects other people. Because mm-hmm. then we can have even greater regret, obviously, you know, and I think of, I think of, you know, folks that I've coached and, and people I know who, you know, whether it was the woman or the man involved that had an abortion, and then they regret. I remember when I was in junior high, and a gal who was a friend of mine who was in high school, she had an abortion, and she was in a class where they showed the, you know, the fetus and how developed it was at eight weeks, which was the same time that she had had her abortion, but it was eight weeks long. And she ran out screaming Mm. because she said, they told me it was just a bunch of cells. Yeah. And so for her to get through that and over that was, you know, we can imagine, only imagine devastating to her because she made a decision based on 
misinformation. Right. And she then, it was a matter of how do I, what do I do now? How do I process that? How do I go on? How do I forgive myself? And that's one thing I just want to encourage you all. These are things that I work with my my mastermind group with and in coaching. What have you not forgiven yourself for? Tough question. Such an important question. Absolutely. So important to list out, like literally make a list. Don't just think about it and then push it aside. If you're thinking about it, when you ask yourself that question, that is telling you something. That is telling you, I get to deal with this in order to move forward in a healthy way. Because when we don't forgive ourselves, and yet, you know, Christ paid the price for all of our sin, past, present, future, if we're not willing to forgive ourselves, and yet He's forgiven us, and he paid the price for that. What is that saying about our opinion over his? So really looking at and reminding yourself, and this is something for you all to write down. I have the power to reset my mindset to positive forward thinking. That is an empowering statement. Uh, as I said on the prior um, program. We cannot contain regret and gratitude simultaneously. We can't contain opposing feelings and opposing thoughts at the same time. So it's like faith and fear. If we're focused on being filled with faith and believing what God says, we cannot be also in a place of fear at the same time. And you you look at, you know, Jesus, every time he was tempted, he used scripture. The word says. And so we get to use that exact tool, which is the most powerful tool. The Word of God is the most powerful tool. So what I've done even for myself um, again this year is I've written down on three by five or four by six cards, index cards, of different topics and verses that go under that that are important for me to remember so that when I am tempted for example, to be stressed or worried, I have some on peace. And I love that peace, um, in some translations, means a quiet heart. Yeah. When you think about peace replacing regret, it's completely, it's completely opposite end of the spectrum. I love the verse in Matthew 11. It's actually Matthew eleven twenty-eight to 30. It says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know, this this is what we all need right now, right? Is We need peace and rest and ease. And the only place we can find it is when we walk with the Prince of Peace. Yes. Yep, That's yep, it. Yep. We also need yes. encouragement. Absolutely. Yes. And the word encourage is to give courage to. To discourage is to take courage from. Right. So another great empowering question, and one that gives you clarity, is to say, Am I giving myself encouraging words? Am I encouraging and giving myself courage? 
or am I discouraging myself by my words and my thoughts? Am I taking courage from myself? Exactly. And that's, that's a huge, that's a, that's a, a great clarity question. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that verse in Matthew, I was just going to mention uh, where it says, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Uh, oh, wait, before that, he says, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden. That is such a descriptor. When you think about it, if there's anything that's heavy on your heart or your soul that is keeping you from feeling peaceful, from feeling free, from feeling like I'm ready for what God has next for me because I don't have stress or anxiousness or fear or worry, he says, I will give you rest. And a question I asked my mastermind group was, what are you yoked to that is keeping you heavy laden and feeling laborious, feeling overwhelmed, feeling tired, feeling stressed, feeling not at peace? And that's an important thing for us to really reflect on because Frankly, it can be things as simple as being connected to social media where people are constantly bombarded by comparison. If we are feeling, because I can tell, like when I get on social media, typically it's to post a quote or to, you know, put some encouraging words on there. But if I start scrolling, I actually can feel the energy drain out of me. Like I literally can feel the energy draining out of me because if we're looking at it as, as a comparison of, wow, look how perfect their life is. Mm -hmm. And as a reminder to us all, people post the pictures they want to post. They don't post the crummy ones (laughs) typically. Um, And, and so we're comparing their best to our reality. Mm -hmm. We're not comparing their reality to our reality. No. And I can tell you from experience of coaching, uh, one of the gals I've coached is actually, you know, a person in the Hollywood life. And -hmm. her life, I promise you, is not what she would post on social media. Right. Um, The marriage is not how it looks on social media. You know, there's things that people are posting how they want to present themselves and um, not what is real. So that is something that can really be discouraging and disempowering to people if they're looking at that kind of thing to make any kind of comparison. And, you know, that's obviously not from the Lord. Mm. But, but just examine what is causing you to feel heavy laden. What, what causes your heart and soul to feel heavy and look up that verse in Matthew eleven twenty eight to 30, those verses about peace and rest, and memorize that. And when, you are, when you're tempted to feel overwhelmed, oppressed, and discouraged, really speak and, and claim those verses that God has given us, because there's a reason, he says, um, to, take on, to, to take this truth to to put in your soul and put in your heart and write his words like a tablet in your heart and mind to keep that first and foremost, because then we will live in alignment 
with what he calls us to. And then we know we have the power to do it because Mm -hmm. we're plugged into the one who gives that to us. Yeah, boy, that's that's for sure. Okay, well, let's uh, let's travel on. We're we're hitting on some good stuff here, Joan. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, the next thing is, the second thing is, ask yourself only empowering questions, not disempowering ones, which I've talked a little bit about, so I won't stay too long there. But one great one is, what is the best thing I can do right now? What is the best thing I can do right now? Because after I took that pill, there was nothing I could do once I found out I couldn't reverse that. Mm -hmm. There was no antidote for my symptoms. Um, What do I do next? What can I do next? Not, why did I do such a stupid thing? So that's just an example for you of an empowering question is saying, what is the best thing I can do right now? Disempowering is saying, why did I do such a Mm. stupid thing? Um, So make sure you're watching your words and you're watching the questions you ask yourself. The questions should be taking you in a positive direction, not causing you to sit in the land of regret. Mm. Um, And then the acrostic for the word when, what is next or what's important now, to take any situation and make it a win, I need to say, okay, what is next or what's important now, and make a list of your options. So often we will ask ourselves a question, but then we're not really listing out what the answers are and making an action item list of what we're going to do next, right? And so it's really important to do that. If we want change, if, if I want to be different than I am, than I was yesterday, I need to change something. Yeah. So yeah. that's where we can start with that. Yeah. And then the quick story, Joan, uh-huh. before we move on about the WIN, you know, I used that when I was coaching at Boise State. What's important now was the theme and to keep the players Great. focused on what they needed to, to do the important things they needed to do. We put a little blue dot on their watches. So every time they'd look at their watch, they'd see that little blue dot and the bingo, what's important now to kind of get that mindset going. Oh, I love that. Just to get a new, like a new way of thinking about it, a new perspective. And that was the reminder. That was the reminder. Yep. Oh, that's so powerful. I love that. That is, and that's a great example, Skip, of, what are you going to do to remind you mm-hmm. of a new mindset, yep. to create a new mindset, to create a new habit, um, and, and always making it empowering? Like, I, I knew a gal who I was coaching, and she said that she, on her refrigerator, she put this picture of, I don't know what it was, something not good, like a pig or something, and, and she had this very disempowering phrase that she put over it. And I said, how do you feel when you look at that? And she said, I feel terrible. (laughs) And I'm like, is that helping you move closer to your goal? Is that, do you feel like that's empowering or disempowering? And she said, yeah, I feel like it's a disempowering message. Mm -hmm. So what the message is that you connect with your blue dot, you know, like, you know, what's important now, what is next? Um, is so huge. And I just want to mention um, a book I'm reading by, uh, he's actually a pastor. His name is Mark Batterson, B-A-T-T-E-R-S-O-N, and it's Win the Day. And he actually uses this, what's important now, in here, but his uh, subtitle is Seven Daily Habits to Help You Stress 
less and accomplish more. Mm. So I wanted to share that with um, the listeners as well, because he has a lot of, um, they're not necessarily new ideas, but the way he has put it together is really powerful. And this is a great time to look at, you know, some, some new ideas or some, some new ways of thinking or ways that you've known but you forgot to implement. And I guess that's one of the bigger things, because as you and I know, Skip, it's not that we don't know certain things. We all know to be healthier, we get to eat whole foods, raw foods, healthy things. We get to move our body more, at least, you know, 20 to 30 minutes a day of a walk, at least, not just for our physical health, but our mental health to just get outside. There are certain things we know, but how many people are actually doing it? Action. That's the differentiator. <laughs> Action, absolutely. Well, John, we've yeah. got about three, four minutes left, and I want to have you connect on these last two coaching points that, uh, that we can share today. Ask for absolutely. help. Absolutely. Yes, yes. So if you are someone who hesitates to ask for help, I have two words for you. Stop it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stop Stop, you know, staying in that place of not asking for help. And I'm not sure why, but some of us just really hesitate to ask for help. And here's a newsflash. We all need help. We all need it. And God designed us for community. So Mm -hmm. I really encourage you. And and going back to what I shared, um, I believe, on the prior program, about the increase in suicide and substance abuse and domestic violence. If you know you need help, you just call a number that is someone or a group or organization that is known for being able to help people. Mm. Um, You know, call a church that you know would be able to give you a reference. Just Ask for ask, help. It's so help. critical. Yeah, yep. And then, and the, then the final point: find treasures in the trial. Talk to us about that. So, one of my favorite things to to share with people is that sometimes we have gifts wrapped in struggle paper. And my dear friend uh, Bob Rossfolk, who is the father of a friend I've had since second grade, Robin, hmm. is the first time I heard that. And I love that idea of looking for the treasure in the trial and knowing that, yes, this has been a struggle, but there is a treasure and there is a gift in that. For example, I I believe that in 2020, with a virus that changed our world, people maybe didn't get what they wanted, quote unquote, in that year, but they appreciated more what they had if they had a certain perspective to look for that. And the reality is our brains are wired to find what we're deciding to look for. So I can regret what is lost or I can reset my thinking and choose to look at what is left. I can look at what was lost or what is left and be grateful. We only do that if we're choosing gratitude Mm. and asking ourselves questions like, where did I see God's blessing? What am I grateful for? Um, So there's this uh, verse, I just um, quickly shared this. I love the healing hope delivered in Lamentations 3, 22 and 23. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. 
They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Mm. If you just pause and breathe that in and ponder that, that is such an incredible, beautiful blessing and reminder of God's character. His mercies are new every single morning. And no matter where you are in life, if your heart is beating and you're breathing, it's not too late. In fact, today, my friend, is your day, the exact right time for you to begin again. Mm. Oh, that's so good. That is so good, Joan. Well, listen, we, we've had a, a wonderful couple of shows, and I want to thank you so much. And you know, Joan, you, you're such a blessing, and you, you remind me of Thessalonians 5.11, which says, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just in fact, mm. as you are doing. So it's, it's wonderful to, to have you on the show and talk about these things, and we're going to continue on. We'll have some more shows in the future. But uh, again, Joan, appreciate all you do and working with people and building people up and encouraging people. And let's have you give your contact information once again so that people can, oh. can look you up. Yes, absolutely. And for those of you listening, if you'd like my I Get To book, it's free right now. The download is at joanendicott.com. And uh, just go over there and um, grab your copy and share it with others, because right now people do need a fresh perspective, and it's 16 short chapters. I like short because they're quick and easy to read, short with a high impact, and uh, I look forward to hearing how that blesses you and helps change your perspective. Absolutely. Well, Joan, thank you once again for being our guest yes. on Game Plan for Life. Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall is brought to you by the following sponsors. Hollingshead Eye Center. See the difference experience makes. For more information, call 208-336-8700. Christian Brothers Automotive. Security Gold and Silver. A reliable source for your bullion investment. Domino's. Oh yes we did. Rocket Express Car Wash. It's a blast. Diamond Heating and Cooling. Hoffman Auto Body, someone you can trust, and Aflac. Thank you for listening to Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall. This is Carolyn Holly inviting you to listen at this same time on this same station next Saturday as Skip and his guests go over the Game Plan for Life. Have a great weekend, and remember, no game plan, no victory.